0: Pre-market was up and then the markets were down and now the markets are trying to come back flat, trying to make sense of what the heck just happened today. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today, non-farm payrolls increased 263000 The estimate was 200,000 and it was ADP just a couple of days ago that was saying that we were going to come under this by about 60 or 70,000 jobs, only proving that I'm not interested in listening to ADP. But how about the fact that hourly earnings are up 0.6% for the month, double the estimate, 5.1% annually versus 4.6%. You would think that this is an amazing number, but the market didn't respond that way. The wages don't keep up with inflation. But the White House keeps telling me that everything is fine and great, and this is all proof of a strong economy. This is the kind of moment that calls for bourbon. And Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, Dr. Matt Will, W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will, on the Twitter box, uh, you've had some time to go over these numbers. We keep unemployment at 3.7%. We see a labor force participation rate of 61.2%. And we beat expectations on the jobs. Dr. Will, I'm pouring the drinks. What the hell's happening?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I like how you put my name in the same uh, sentence as a uh, bourbon, as if I'm going to be the one that's going to get you drunk, okay? Oh, sure.
0: Um, well, I, I'm only hoping you will.
1: Um, first of all, on the surface, this is a clone of last month. I mean, when you read the report, it says unchanged, 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 unchanged. This report is misleading, Tony. Everyone should ignore it. Throw it in the trash can. The stock market is wrong. It's go- it, the, the stock market is schizophrenic. It doesn't know what to do with this information. The headline in the Wall Street Journal is wrong when it talks about this report. CNBC and their all their analysis is wrong, Tony. This is a very, very bad report, and let me tell you why. This report, we are 6 million jobs below pre-pandemic trajectory. Tony, if, if it weren't for the pandemic, we would have 6 million more jobs. So you must ignore this report. It's misleading. It doesn't tell us anything other than we're still 6 million jobs short. Here's the real story, Tony. We have massive recession indicators right now. In this report and the report I saw yesterday from the PMI, these two reports tell me that there is a huge recession looming. I'm not a predictor, Tony, but I'm in predicting, and here's why. This report said that retail was down 30,000 jobs, Tony, 30,000 jobs. Cut me off if I'm going too long, okay? No, please,
0: you. going too long. What are you talking about? Talking to Dr. <laughs> Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Before you start talking about those jobs, let me just give you this really quick. Here's the Wall Street Journal that you called out by name. Jobs growth, wage gains remain strong in November. So, yes, the Wall Street Journal is indeed touting this. You're saying they're all wrong. You're saying the markers say recession. And you start by noting that retail
1: is down 30,000 jobs. Yes, Tony. The, the only anomaly in this report from last month is 30,000 jobs less in retail. What does that tell you? Well, Tony, you got to look somewhere else. I say it all the time. My favorite report is the real-time industry report called the PMI. In that report issued yesterday, it says manufacturing is contracting. New orders by retail stores. Tony, in Christmas season, in Christmas season, they're contracting. Employment in the retail establishment and manufacturing, according to this other report, contracting. Supplier deliveries, down. Inventories, down. Prices. Tony, here's the curveball I'm going to throw you. Prices down two months in a row at manufacturing. And the, there is no back order of goods. There's no back order of goods, and prices are down. Ready? You want the curveball, Tony? I'm here for you. I think these are all indicators of a recession, and I think the Fed needs to stop tightening. I think the Fed has overreacted. I believe that all the data I'm looking at says that. They've got, recession, they've got inflation under control, and now they're causing a recession. Them plus Biden plus spending in Washington is causing a recession, and they need to pull back on the rate increases, and they need to let the economy begin to heal because we see inventories down, customer inventories down, prices declining. Hold on declining. one second.
0: Now let's take a breath. We have discussed repeatedly that um, – Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, has looked back in history at Paul Volcker in the days of Reagan, I believe, and said, yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake. The beatings will continue until morale improves, and we're going to send these interest rates up until the inflation stops. He's got that target on the federal funds rate of 4.6 to 4.8 percent, but he did just say this week, to which there was response from the markets to the up that we're going to be reducing the size of the rate increases from 3 quarters of a point to a quarter point even though there might be 5 of them in 2023 bringing us to 5% on the federal funds rate so is it that quarter point is too high is it that 5% that kind of target is too high and if you're advising do you stop raising interest rates right now you just leave it where it is
1: tony i would now now you're now you're getting to a more difficult question I would probably not do the, as big even as they're doing. I'd probably do a quarter point. I would probably go all the way down to a quarter point this month, and I'd probably do a quarter point next month, if anything at all next month. And'm I'm not'm I'm not, I'm not by myself on this. you know Jeremy Siegel has been saying this for a few months. Jeremy Siegel is a a prestigious professor from Wharton School of Business. and I, and he has said the same thing. he he has more data than I have. I now see the same data he's looking at, and I agree. I think the chance of a recession is significant, and I think inflation is now much more under control. Not gone, not gone, Tony. It's still in certain sectors, but it's much more under control.
0: Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, you talk about the um, the levels of of supply and what's in uh, reserve and that the manufacturers aren't – is it that they're not manufacturing enough? enough? It was the orders, the orders – Aren't Whoa. there. And this is all signs that everybody is girding the loins, if you will, and gearing up for what they know is coming. But I have a market that doesn't respond that way and certainly doesn't look like they're acting like it's built in. And I have a White House that tells me, I actually have the audio, I believe, from uh, Corinne Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary, who said uh, out, out loud. Uh, the the other day that their indicators do not show a, a recession. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre just earlier this week.
1: And so now what we're seeing, and you've heard us talk about this, is we're seeing an economy uh, that's going into a transition to more stable and steady growth. Uh, so we do not foresee uh, a, a recession. The data that I just laid out that we have seen the last couple months uh, does not show uh, a recession. So are you lying, or is Corinne Jean-Pierre lying? Well, let's just say her first name says it all. I'm cringing at what she has to say, Tony. This is totally (laughs) false, what she is having to say. It says, the data we've laid out. Yeah, where is she cherry-picking this data from? I'm going down the list of an objective business report that came out yesterday that everyone follows. Contracting manufacturing. Contracting new orders. Shrinking inventories. No backlog of orders, Tony. I don't know what she's looking at, but the economy looks terrible right now, and it doesn't look all that good in the future. And by the way, just look at her one piece of data in her report she's bragging about, 30,000 jobs lost in retail. That's the only relevant piece of information in this report, 30,000 jobs lost in retail, Tony, when we're 6 million jobs short in this economy. Let me bring you to another number that kind of
0: struck me because I went through some things about un- the unemployment rate staying at 3.7% uh, uh, and that in categories of adult men, adult women, teenagers, whites, blacks, Asians, Hispanics, there was little or no change month over month. That number kind of held true. But the, the labor force participation rate is 62.1 and then it says and the employment population ratio is is 59.9, little changed uh, from from the month prior. I I must tell you, uh, labor force participation, I pay attention to, and I'd love for you to explain it and what you think of the 62.1% number. What in the bloody world is the employment population ratio?
1: It's it's a similar number, Tony. It just uses different numbers in the same report to give you the same piece of information. You can track the employable percentage rate, or you could track the participation rate. It's just apples and smaller apples. It's the same thing. You think, just think of it as the exact same thing. They're, they are exactly the same. They use slightly different data to come up with a number. Talk to me about
0: what you think of that labor force participation rate. Is that showing you an issue?
1: Yes. The, Tony, this is why we're 6 million jobs short in the economy. Because before the, the great COVID hit, we were at 93 and a half. Now we're at 92. You think, oh, 1%. 1% on 330 million people? That's a lot of people, Tony. That's a lot of people. That rate should be much higher. It's still in the people. They're living off their savings. They're still living off those COVID dollars. And if you live in California, they're still paying you not to work. So, no, that number is bad. And that's a policy-driven number, Tony. The White House and the states drive that number, and they're paying you not to go to work when we have 6 million jobs short.
0: Talking to Dr.
1: Matt Will, economist
0: at the University of Indianapolis we, we take a look at all of this and we note that wages and certainly this has been the conversation this week wages are up wages are up wages are up but wages have not gone up at the rate of inflation they, they don't overcome the rate of inflation so how do you say that we need to bring stop the raises on interest rates or make them much much smaller we have inflation under control when we can see these increase in wages and it's still not enough to overcome the
1: inflationary pressure Exactly. Well, first of all, Tony, I'll go back to what I said. One, ignore this report. Second of all, you just said it. We've said it. We're six million jobs short. That's what's causing the wage pressure, Tony. That's the only thing that's causing it. Biden has nothing to brag about. We have six million jobs missing in this economy, and that's pulling up wages. We still have a labor shortage. That's all there is to it, Tony. These companies that are in recession mode already, you talk about them on your show, laying off thousands and thousands of people. But if there is a job out there, they still have to pay more to keep the person or hire the person because there's a shortage. You see the recession? Ignore the jobs picture, Tony. I'll say it over and over again. It's misleading because we're six million jobs short. So what comes next if, if,
0: if you're a believer that the recession is impending – Do we see it? I mean, we always talk about the difference, the the, the massive chasm between Wall Street and Midwest Main Street. We already know, if if I were to ask myself where do I see it, I see it in how people are acting every single day. I see it in the fact that it's December and I still haven't booked a vacation because I'm absolutely filled with fear, if you will, uh, about spending the money on a vacation when I might need the cash because Lord only knows what's coming down uh, the, the line. I don't see other people doing that though. If the indicator is that people are hunkering down and people are holding on, and I can show you examples of that, I can also show you that. on cyber monday people spent 11 billion dollars they got their record number now that could be because things cost more but they still got the 11 billion dollars so what is the indicator that people should be looking at in their daily lives of okay it's here or
1: should it be tony go back to the report the reports the proof tony you you said it you said it very well first of all it's 11 billion dollars because costs are up so that's part one Part two is what we've seen, if you look into some other data, people are spending money on credit cards and from their savings from the COVID money. So people are racking up records amounts of credit right now, debt, they're spending those savings dollars that they got from the government, which caused the inflation, and costs are higher. That is not a good formula, Tony. That scares me. And let me tell you, when you can talk about your vacation, you are justifiably concerned because- now, I don't know what your bosses are going to say. They may cut me off in thin air here for saying this, but when there's a recession hits, advertising is one of the first things to be cut.
0: Now, wait, that, then no one's going to cut you off. I just want you to know it's absolutely <laughs> true,
1: and it's the most ridiculous thing in the damn world. Exactly. When, you, when, you're in a, when you're in tough times, you need more customers, not less. I always boggles my mind when the accounting department says, we've got to cut marketing. How, how do you cut yourself to profitability? I don't I understand. I've discussed that.
0: that on the show, sir, so often. It's the craziest thing in the world. If you're able to advertise when other people can't, you're the one who will grow massively when things get better because they already know your name. Yep. That's, yep. Look at that. Dr. Will and I, we started a marketing firm, and we're going <laughs> to we're, we're, we're help people uh get through this. Um, In your view, again, I know you're not a guy who predicts, but you've already started, so I might as well take you down the road. How long does it last?
1: Oh, that, now that's the question I can't answer. You know, the, the 2008 recession, mortgage crisis, you know, I had my own radio show at the time at the university here, and I, I was calling this thing. I was saying, this is going to happen, people. Be careful. It's going to be terrible. I never would have guessed how big and how long it would have lasted, Tony. Um, I, I, that's, a, that's a tough call. That is a tough call. We could get into it another day about the contribution of crypto to the situation and the turmoil that it's causing and, and the, the mess that the federal government's going to make by calling it a security and regulating it. Ah, oh, Tony, there's a lot of uh, landmines out there that can make this a terrible recession.
0: Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Sir, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. There is more coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz.